You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. It is four minutes after 12 bells and we're here at the Viper Room live. Slash is going to be joining us in a little bit. But I thought um, I would say where I've been for the last uh, three months. I don't want to be like the elephant in the room and just like make out nothing's happening. So I brought along uh, a doctor, Dr. Gang, from, uh, are you from Cedars or are you? Uh... Yes, our practice is affiliated with Cedars. Yeah. We're the cardiovascular medical group uh, yeah. of Beverly Hills, but we uh, admit our patients to Cedars Sinai. And yeah. that's where I teach and that's where I do the procedures that I do at Cedars. You're the electrician of a yes, heart, right? That's right. There's two people, a plumber and electrician. Right. Is that right, or is there more? Yes, and you've uh, what? That's a major part of cardiology these days. The yeah. plumbers, the people who take care of the blood flow, the valves, the coronary arteries, and those who take care of the heart rhythm, which is more my domain. But yeah. we're all cardiologists by training. Yeah. So, three months ago, maybe, well, first of all, three months and three weeks, something like that, I got this, I was going to start, the next day doing the one day a week you know I, I was doing five days a week and I was moving it to one day a week a Friday the day before I was going to come in on the Friday I'm out in Malibu with my buddy Richard and we're at Nobu and all of a sudden my face started feeling all wonky I'm like that's weird what, what's going on anyway an hour later I'm back uh, in his house and I'm like does my face look funny to you he said, yeah, it looks uh, like it's dead on one side. So I panic, I'm thinking I'm having a stroke. So long story short, uh, we called a, a, a paramedic, went, went to St. John's Hospital and uh, did all the checks, kept me there overnight, and my buddy Richard stayed with me, God bless him. And uh, it turned out to be this thing called Bell's Palsy. I had no idea what that meant, you know, other than... You know, when I smiled, I looked like Popeye. And I smoked like this. <laughs> so that's hence why I couldn't come in the radio. So three weeks later, it started getting a little better. And I was ready to come back on. The night before I came back on, was, which was funny enough, Friday the 13th in September. I went to bed about 11 o'clock. Woke up at two o'clock with a pain in my chest, like not normal pain. And I said, uh, what the hell's going on? Anyway, I drove myself to uh, CVC in, in uh, Beverly Hills to get some aspirin. I heard that aspirin's, for some reason I remembered that. I had some aspirin, but they were from 2000, the year 2000. So I figured they've lost their potency. I don't know if that was true. Anyway. I go there and I, I, it was dead. It's like three in the morning. And I'm the lady pharmacist. I said, uh, um, you got any, uh, what's good aspirin for heart attacks? She said, I would try these. She, she said, but you might want to go to the hospital as well. I said, all right. So I drove myself to Cedars. I went in, checked myself in. They did the EKG. They wasn't smiling. Then they took me to that thing. What's that thing when you sit in the donut and the dye is inside you? Yes, you went to the cardiac cath lab, catheterization laboratory. Yeah. And uh, from there, they just took me up to uh, 
What's the other gaff? What's the other place called? So maybe you went elsewhere first. So you may have had a, a CT scan or some other test first, and then you went to the cardiac cath lab. Yeah, the cath lab is where cath they lab do... is where they do the angiogram. Yeah, and where they uh, opened uh, a vessel that had closed in your heart. Yeah. One of the blood vessels that supplies nutrition and blood to your heart. When it closes, that's what defines a heart attack. Yeah. And they opened it in time and successfully, and you're here to tell the tale. I had two, I've got two stents, You've right? You've got two stents, that's right. Stents are those uh, buttresses, metallic uh, scaffolding that they put in the heart to keep the walls open after, yeah. they, after they open up the closure. So I had a heart attack. You did. And, and I, I, I kept hearing you had a 90% blockage. Yes. Uh, uh, do you say that to everyone, though? No, it depends on, of course, how much is blocked and what the patient uh, uh, is experiencing, yeah. what the blood tests show, what the electrocardiogram shows, the EKG shows. Yeah. You met the criteria for a true bona fide heart attack. They opened up the vessel. In a sense, they aborted the, uh, the, the, the large portion of the heart attack. The early portion you did have. You did form a scar. So, so that you damages know, your heart? Yes. There's an old adage in cardiology, time is muscle. The earlier you get to it, the earlier you get to a hospital, yeah. the earlier they get to the artery, the less muscle is destroyed or damaged. In your case, they, uh, they uh, averted a larger heart attack by being uh, efficient and getting to your heart and opening up. But there was a residual scar. Yeah. Uh, and I think I had a heart attack a week beforehand and didn't well, know it. The Bell's palsy that you described is not is a coincidence no 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 that's a total coincidence i'm, I'm yes. talking about in between all that yeah. i went walking once and yeah. my heart started hurting yes my chest started hurting yeah. this was prior to the heart attack so you're a musician the term crescendo might appeal to you yeah uh, so there is such a term as crescendo angina where people first feel uh the angina. chest discomfort angina uh uh i thought you said vangina <laughs> um and they have a discomfort, and then it uh, kind of occurs again or becomes more severe, sort of in a crescendo pattern. Yeah. And then it culminates in a true heart attack. Yeah. So you may have had the beginning of an unstable or crescendo pattern yeah. a week before. Yeah. So hence, after having a heart attack, I didn't come in the next day. And I've actually been trying to recover for the last three months, and I've had a slow recovery it's it's been a bit of a nightmare you know um because i think my heart was working at 30 percent mm -hmm. i don't know if it's come up a little bit since then that's to be determined and yeah. should be followed yes yeah so you know that coupled with the medication i've got i'm on like eight nine medication and, and i'm getting real weird reactions dizzy and just out of my mind I can't believe right now I'm not having a panic attack because normally when I'm around like stuff that's happening, I, that's when I get it. It's a weird feeling that comes over me. Well, you know, we chatted a little bit before we went on the air. And yeah. some of the things that you're exhibiting may well be side effects of the medications. And the good news there is that we can make them go away by adjusting your medications, taking them away, replacing them. You may not need nearly as much now as you did three months ago. Yeah. So there's... There's lots of room for major improvement. Yeah. Well, Dr. Gang, you're a sweet man. You're Thank a good you. bloke. I really, I really, thank uh, you. Thank when I you. saw you in Cedars when I was 
had my legs up in the air. The next day, I, I was like, you know, I thought you were a good dude. Thank you. Play, and you look well. I haven't seen you in a little while. Yeah. You look much better than when I saw you last a, a month or two ago. You oh, look well. Congratulations okay. being back to work, back in your milieu, back in the studio. So far, so yeah. good, Yes, I think. Yes. Um, we're going to play a Tom Petty song. When we come back, we're going to have Slash on the box. See you in a minute. Yes, you are listening to Jonesy's Jukebox. I'm Steve Jones, and my guest is Slash. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. What you been up to? Um, you're, just, still, you're still touring. Well, actually, we just finished a, t uh, a leg, and we're going to start up again. But we've been home for, it's been about a month now. Yeah. You doing Snake Pit? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> That ended no. a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. You have so many bleeding band names. No, I've been, I've been, up. I've been, I've been with Miles Kennedy for since 2010, so going on 10 years. And, so that's uh, the singer's name, right? Miles Kennedy and and Conspirators is the band. So you deliberately didn't want a, a name that just. Uh, well, well, what happened? You already was had that band when when I when I started out uh, that particular project. It was yeah. a solo thing. And when I got Miles to do it, and he was going to, I wanted to sort of put his name on the bill. So it was Slash featuring Miles Kennedy. Yeah. And then, um, you know, with Todd and Brent, it became such like, you know, that was such a major part of it that we, so we need, need to name the band. So I named it The Conspirators. So it just became this really long name. Yeah, yeah. So. Just to make it more complicated. But that's that's what I've been doing up until now and then also you know i got back obviously with, with guns and roses in 2016 so been doing the two things you you love playing guitar i do <laughs> i mean i do guitar you is don't stop. Bitching. i love guitar yeah. you know i was i was looking at your wikipedia i don't know if it's true but you started early on with a, your granddad gave you some old guitar. My grandmother. Grandmother. Sorry. Well, I was. Uh, I guess I was like. It was this this the summer uh, when I turned fifteen. So I was like fourteen when I um, first went to her and said, "Hey, I know there's. I've, I've seen a guitar somewhere around here." And she dug it out of a closet for me, and it was uh, just an old uh, flamenco style cheap thing and you didn't know anything about chords at that I, point? I, I didn't even you know all things considered i didn't know the first thing about anything having to do with the guitar yeah. i mean I, I i'd been to enough concerts and and knew about music but i didn't know the term lead guitar rhythm guitar yeah all that different kind of stuff and when i when i um before i physically had the guitar i went to a guitar school here on um Fairfax in Santa Monica. It's not there anymore. But I went in there and I said, you know, I want to learn how to play bass, right? But I didn't have an instrument. So the guitar teacher was like uh, playing some, some uh, I think it was some cream stuff on a on a guitar yeah. in the room while we were talking. I said, well, and he was playing the solos. And I said, that's what I want to do. He goes, that's not bass, that's lead guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, but you're going to need an instrument. And that's when I went home and said, hey, is there a guitar around here? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Now... I mean, it, you like practice like twelve hours a day, right? I just live and breathe the guitar. I took it everywhere I went. So yeah. When you were when you were young. Yeah. This was prior to doing any kind of sub substances. Um, no, because I was learned on playing uh, taking speed. Now, well, I was I I started doing substances substances as you, <laughs> uh, before the guitar. <laughs> substances. Yeah. 
But, you know, all things considered, I, I, I hadn't really started taking them as in earnest as I would later yeah. in life. Yeah. 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 Well, but, it definitely, uh, you know, I got slung in the deep end. Mm -hmm. I was singing first in the Sex Pistols. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I, I hated it. It's not me. It's I not. Was, yeah, I don't you like know singing what I mean? either. It's not my thing. Yeah. And uh, so got rid of the guitar player we had. I got slung on guitar. And then we auditioned and got Johnny Rotten. But my point is, <clears throat> so the only way I could learn to play guitar was with Black Beauties. Because I, you know, the, the speed pills. Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't focus. You know, okay. I'd play for like 10 minutes and I'd be they done. They have medication for that now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But that 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 saved my ass. Yeah. Speed. I'm not, I'm not I think, saying it's a good thing. Because it can ruin you too. No, but I I get what no I get what you're saying though. Focus it helps you to be element. able to focus and ADHD. I think. They, yeah. Do you have that? No, but uh, uh, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, you're lucky. Mm. You uh, so you you I can't believe you're born in Hampstead. I was born at well yeah, Hampstead. That was that well that was uh, where the hospital was. Oh. I was I was born in Hampstead, but lived in Stoke and Trent. Where Stoke, Stoke and Trent. Trent. Yeah. How comes you don't have any kind of English accent. Because, I mean, when I first, like, moved here permanently, I think I came here once as a baby and then went back to England and then came back here. Um, I had a really thick accent. And, you did? Yeah. And so I remember being very sort of self-conscious about it as a kid because um, not only did I have an accent, I had long hair. I wear pretty much the same stuff. But I did not fit in with the fashion sense yeah. of the kids I was going to school with, and I was a total outcast. Did they and, pick on you? Hmm? They pick on you? Um, yeah, I'm sure there was. I mean, I just I don't remember specifically being picked on so much as just not being able to get with it. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. then at the same time, not really caring enough to really make a, a, yeah. a huge effort. But I did work on trying to get rid of my, I remember consciously trying to get rid of my accent yeah. or subdue it. <laughs> and then over time, you know, living in Los Angeles, you know, it just goes away. Yeah. But cool. there's certain, certain things that I say, I still say aunt. You aunt. know, I say there's certain words that, yeah. that I use that people go, that's not your typical American thing. And, uh, and then you, uh, you, you, I mean, you, you had an English passport, right? Mm -hmm. For forever. Yeah, until, until I was ninety. Came, came back. No, it was nine. Yeah, ninety three. Sometime. Yeah. I came back from South America and LAX, and and uh, my visa had expired, and I was about to get deported. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I I got an American passport. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I love it. Mm. I uh, I've actually been living longer in america than i lived in england yeah well i definitely yeah, yeah. but what, uh what are you driving anything fancy i'm driving nothing fancy well it's a, i'm driving a porsche 9 911 turbo you've always had a bleeding porsche no no i was an aston martin guy for forever i remember you back in the day wait i had that, you little, had that black, little black one i did that was I the used first to see you driving that up was the, the first and only porsche actually i remember coming down sunset like right right down here past Doheny and you were on your bike. Yeah. And I was with, uh, 
I forgot who I was with, but I was definitely I had the top down, and I remember driving alongside you down Sunset. Yeah. So that was that was the the Speedster reissue right. that they came out with in 1989. The um the the one what's it guy died. James James uh, that James same Dean. same car right. Yeah. Well, same shape. I mean, yeah, Size. Same, yeah. And then uh, and then I had that car forever, and I sold it, and I sold it for less than I bought it for, and I was pretty pissed off about it and then a couple years later that car is worth 10 times what i bought it for oh no <laughs> anyway so then but i went in i got into Aston martins for a long time and then someone loaned me a, a porsche uh turbo to drive and i fell in love with it i bought one sold the ass traded it for the aston you traded the aston for it you like cars um i'm not a gearhead but i do like cars you also used to uh ride Motocross, didn't you? I did motocross. motocross. Yeah. Well, I did. I did BMX, and I didn't do any kind of what you call um, real what, professional motocross. But that's what I was aspiring to do. Did you do any like the the hill kind of dirt? Yeah, yeah. That's I, well with BMX. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Um, racing, but primarily freestyle. Yeah. You know. Do you and, ever watch the, the new kids doing oh, no, that stuff? I, I follow a bunch of people on Instagram and. Um, you know, uh, I've just been keeping abreast of it for a while now, and it's amazing. I mean, the, the, shit, that, the shit that we did back in the day, yeah, you, know, you swore. <laughs> we, you know, we, we were pushing the envelope back then. Yeah. And, uh, but to see where it's gone now, it doesn't even, it doesn't even look physically possible. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. And they start at such a young age yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. I like, I actually enjoy, enjoy watching that. Um... We're going to play some rock and roll. We're going to play from Spaghetti Incident. Something you picked, yeah. I did. I actually love this song. I, I love this song, too, and I was I was really into doing it, but I didn't think that anybody really got it after we played it I don't it think out. so. You know, they didn't get it. You have to be an old fart to yeah. get it, I think. I mean, I think that, that, that uh, it's a great song regardless of if you've ever heard the original. Yeah. You know, I, th I thought it was cool. But How did yeah. you – well, we'll come back to that. All right. Um, I bloody forgot the name of the song now. Oh, it's it called uh, Since I Don't Have You. Since I Don't Have You from Spaghetti Incident. I'm here with Slash, Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS with my guest Slash. How mm, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, that one song from Spaghetti Incident. Um, it's an album of all covers. Right. right? And... Uh, I was wondering, how did you pick the songs? Did you all take a couple each or something? Yeah, well, I, yeah, like Duff picked a couple. Um, I think Axel had a couple of mine. That particular one, that, that uh, since I don't have you, I remember he had brought it up, and I'd always loved that song. So I was like, yeah, that'd be a great song. To yeah. Do. Um, I think uh, Hair of the Dog was one of the ones that he and I both yeah. wanted Nazareth. to do. Um, but yeah, they, we just everybody sort of, sort of threw ideas in the hat. Was it was it fun doing that? Yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it was very spontaneous, and it was recorded in different studios around. Uh, well, I mean, some stuff was in the states. I think we recorded some stuff in. I want to say Canada. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. I, I know that there were different studios, different locations while we were on the road. Yeah. So we would just pop in, and and that particular thing we just heard. I remember we just rented out some studio in the middle of the country somewhere. Just found it, booked it, and went in there and whipped really? it out. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like uh, 
cover albums. I do too. It's easy. The songs are already written. Yeah. Well, and there's also, you know, just being able to do an interpretation of a song that you really like. Yeah. Um, you know, and some some cover song, come, some cover records are better than others. Um, but uh, the ones where the artist really relates to the original material and yeah. And, it, it becomes part of their personality when they re-record it. Yeah. You know, I think that's really cool. I thought Garage Days for Metallica was one of the best uh, cover records of all yeah. time. It was great. Do you, uh, who, I think I've asked you this before, but like, what's one of your favorite, favorite albums? Was you, 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 was you into uh, Sabbath, right? Um, well, you I'm like a, Sabbath, you like a lot of rock. I'm a rock guy, yeah. Um, but I mean, like Sabbath is one of my favorite bands, but I think, Probably if I was going to name a favorite record that has been a favorite for all my life, it would probably be um, either Beggar's Banquet or Let It Bleed from the Stones. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? Sticky Fingers, Let It Bleed, Beggar's Banquet, and Exile on Main Street. Those those four records in a row yeah. are pretty much the best, you know, my favorite music of all time. And, and of course, Exile was a double album. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, do you ever see the documentary on that, the making of that, um, when they go to that in France? I know I have, but I just can't recall. <laughs> they went there, they rented this yeah. villa, but they wanted to go there because in England back then, the tax, the tax yeah. thing, you, like you had to give 99% to the tax man. Yeah, yeah. Which was insane. So it was a tax haven, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's so out of control are you talking about cocksucker blues that that documentary because that you can't just buy anywhere no but, no no um, i don't think so they, they, i know basically it's the making of exile yeah i don't know maybe i haven't seen it there's something on exile that i've seen but i can't recall what it was it's really good man yeah. it's like so out of control yeah like you know keith's like up oh, i'm gonna night. look it up after i leave here today but then when it's... they start jamming mm -hmm. you know him and charlie it all kind of it's just crazy. I would not want to be around that scene. Yeah, right. When I see it, it gives me anxiety. It makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm telling you. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You've done... You've done... Uh, someone's got a phone or something, son. You've done um, Star Spangled Banner a yeah. bunch of times, right? Yeah. You've got up at, like, baseball... I've done it at a couple of basketball, baseball, a couple of baseballs, three baseballs, I think, events. Uh, basketball, I think I did it at a football. Yeah, I did. Uh, the, the last one I did was at USC, was a football thing. Now, do you ever get mind screwed when you play that? What do you or, mean? Or do you know it like in your sleep? Um, no, because it's one of those things that thing, you never, I never play it unless I'm going to play it. Yeah. And then, so you sort of get it all together, but then in the heat of the moment, in front of all those people standing, staring at you. Yeah. It, 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 it's something you have to sort of maintain your composure. The last time I did, I had to do it with the marching band with the, with the conductor. Oh my God. And that was actually, I thought that would be easy. I thought it would make, make it easier. You could hide. It was harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah. is crazy. I, I played it a couple of times and almost screwed it completely up. Right. It's, you know, it, once it's, you start making one, the yeah, mistake. Yeah, once you hit one wrong note, <laughs> then you sort of get that into that 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 sort of uh, intimidated headspace of having fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 knowing that you have the whole rest of the 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 piece in front of you, and then you get 
you get distracted by yeah and then you get some people getting annoyed that you're messing the yeah, national yeah. Oh, no, they get really pissed off and i had i had an incident at, at dodger stadium uh where one of my cables went out right before oh, it's no. time so so you know there's the build-up to okay this is what you're going to do next yeah and they come out and they they announce it and it was during that period that we're trying to figure out what was wrong and then we we got it at the very very last so second big panic yeah yeah I like I like playing it when you, I mean if you you know like a lot of people use it as a because of Hendrix they use it as a a vehicle to be right. able to improvise all over the place. That's kind of the blueprint is right. Hendrix version, right? right? But I, I like playing it where you play play it true to the melody and just have a really great tone. Yeah. And when it when that comes together for me, that's that's really the magic of playing it. Yeah. Um, Without all the feedback and all right. that stuff. Um, um, I want to play um, a song called Black Lever. Yeah. That's from uh, Spaghetti Incident. Which I I know the guy who wrote it. <laughs> I know the guy too. And he was happy you recorded it. Yeah. He made yeah, a few quid. It's a great song. You're, the original version is fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. I, think, I, I, I don't think we actually, I think we do a little justice, but yeah. still the original version is the best. Yeah, it, it was a demo. Yeah, me, I know. Me and Cookie yeah. did it. And uh, it was just, a. I mean, you know, it's like, it's kind of basically ripping off the Stooges. Yeah. But, you know. But it's got your accent, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Black leather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's give that a whirl. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS with my guest slash, and this is Black Leather from the album Spaghetti Incident. Take it away. I never been able to figure out exactly who did it. Uh, you listen to Jonesy's jukebox, KLOS, with my guest Slash. Hey. And that song was uh, Black Leather. That's on uh, Guns N' Roses' album, Spaghetti Incident. That was a mm. song I wrote. And uh, beautiful. Yeah. I was well pleased when, when, that, when that was on it. I'm sure everyone was well pleased. Yeah. That you, was, it you was, was fun to like, do. Yeah. I think we actually did that that song and i like like i said don't quote me on this but i think we actually did that one here in, in la in la yeah i think we did it at the record plant but did then you, i could be completely wrong it don't matter it's a good story <laughs> yeah did you uh did you guys basically form in la yeah so you're an la band right? yeah definitely an la band do you remember your first gig where it was um the troubadour that was the first gig i'm pretty sure the troubadour was the first gig that we did and that no one knew you was um well there was no because there had been a version of guns and roses with tracy guns before the version with myself right and steven right and so that that version was playing around i remember when i was working at tower video just down right next door yeah um izzy came in one day and gave me a flyer and uh, and then prior to that, there was different incarnations of Hollywood Rose and you know stuff like that. There was a, a version of it with uh, Stephen Adler and Duff. No, Stephen Adler and Axel and myself. And then you know there was a version of a band called Road Crew with Duff and Stephen and myself. And then there was Guns N' Roses with Izzy and Duff and Tracy and Axel and Rob Gardner. And then then. I got back into it, and we brought Steven into it, and then we played the Troubadour as this lineup. And so I'm sure we had a, a handful of fans that had been around for all these different... Okay. You know. So they, they, they showed but up. That's you. what made, when we played our first gig back together, a reunion gig at the Troubadour in oh, 2016. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what made it really special foot. for us. It was, you know, sort of 
that particular venue had a lot of history. Yes, yeah. that place does have a lot of history. I mean, it 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 has a lot of history for me just growing up because I went there with my parents during the seventies. So yeah, and I remember Doug Weston really well. Yeah. Uh, freak that he was in that whole scene. Uh, I sort of grew up in that, you know. Yeah. So. Elton John. Uh, gives, I remember gives when, kudos for that place of him kind of starting. Well, that was when he when he came in. I remember. I mean, as a kid, still, I remember this. I wasn't there, but I remember what an event it was for my dad and the people, their friends, that when Elton first played here. Yeah. It was yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. A lot, all, all, all the, a lot of the big shots showed yeah. up for that gig. Yeah. John and Lennon. it was, a, it was a few, a couple of nights, right? I believe so. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, just say it is. Yeah, it was a couple <laughs> of nights. Um, yeah. Kings of the Strip was that like another name for you guys, or that was just like uh, a nickname for uh, you guys? I don't recall that ever being a moniker for us. No. Um, maybe it was a, a, a on a flyer or something, but. I don't remember ever being called Kings of the Strip. Not by us, anyway. So, um, but you, like, you know, prior to Just You, it was kind of, it was a lot of hair, hair bands, right? Kind of um, more, more poppy. Well, and you were like, you came along, you were more like the, the bad boys of that <laughs> scene. I think when we came along, which is like 1985, um, yeah, the, the, the prominent image... <laughs> up and down the strip was the hair bands, the sequins, or white cowboy glitters and bandanas around your spandex. knees and all that stuff. And so we were sort of the antithesis of that. Yeah, for sure. And we hated everything about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it was interesting. A, a, a cool period before Guns N' Roses came along was uh, when when uh, the the punk scene was still really vibrant here, and then you had the you know, like the Van Halen and the sort of the aftermath yeah. of Van Halen. And then you also had, you had a, a new wave pop all going at the same time. Right. And all these venues, which there's not that many, but, you know, all of them had all these different, like the Star Starwood had all these different things. It was metal, punk rock, and pop yeah. music all going on at the same time. It's pretty hectic it was It was busy here, man. It was very busy. I loved it in like the late 80s, yeah, early no. 90s. It went because there was, even if you didn't really sign on for some of the bullshit stuff that you were yeah. seeing, there was such an energy and excitement to it because it was so active. It was a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. It yeah. had a vibe. Yeah. For sure. It was a great time. Yeah. I, I loved it so much. I actually did an album called Fire and Gasoline, like a rock album. I tried, oh, I I tried to get in on the action. I remember you had long hair. And yeah, and I'm not like a singer, but I'm trying to sing like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was sort of before I really knew you. Axel actually, I do a version of uh, "Did You Know Wrong," a Sex Pistol song, yeah. and Axel actually sings on a couple on it, of verses. Yeah. All right, buddy, we're gonna yeah. knock it on the head. Megan says to tell you hi. Okay. I told her I'd tell you. Uh, she on the she's on the gram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She loves the Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that you posted for the first time in a while. Yeah, I'm, I was I was dead there for a while, man. Yeah. I was dead. So, well, it's good to be here. Good to see you. It's man. great, man. Good news is I didn't get dizzy. You were a great guest, and I appreciate you coming in. Wow. It means a lot. It's my pleasure. And to be uh, here. that's it. That's it. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right.